Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right, everybody. Well, hey, welcome to Passion Purpose again. Uh, I am so excited about the next six weeks because as a part of our podcast, we'll be doing two a week. One will be on the hierarchy of loyalties, which hopefully you got to tune in last week. And then the other will be meeting and talking with people who have found the purpose of God around the person of God uh, and are uh, just walking out uh, God's will for their lives. And I get most excited about that because I get to talk with friends and people that love Jesus and are honoring God with their lives. Amen. So I'm so delighted today to have my friend Amin Korzal with us. And um, just you're going to be so blown away by how he got here <laughs> and, and what God's doing in their lives. So Amin, welcome. Glad Thank you're you. with me and with us. Thank you, and, Jimmy. Um, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself, just kind of what you're currently doing, yep. your family, your kids and all that, and then we'll back up the story and kind of get the story behind the story. Wonderful. Thank you, Jimmy. It's great sure. to be here with you and great to be a part of this family. Mm. Just love being a part of the Antioch family and uh, really excited to be talking with you today. Um, yeah, so my, uh, my current role, I, I work at Baylor University. I'm uh, in the Career Center, so I help students find their vocations and find their jobs after leaving Great, uh, very needful thing much needful yes yeah. uh, especially with the price tag of Baylor you know you want to get a good return <laughs> yes. on that when you graduate yes um, but I am uh, based in the business school and uh, have the joy of working with students I've been at Baylor for 14 years this is my 14th, wow. 14th year there just really love it and then uh, my side gig my evening job I uh, am also a councilman for the city of Woodway, a uh, suburb of, of Waco, for those of you not, not from here. Um, uh, and I've been doing that for about two years. And I really get to, uh, I really enjoy getting to work with other city leaders to uh, help the city expand, to grow, and also to make sure it's running efficiently yeah. as well. So, what well, really a great, it. great city too, man! It is. Yeah, we threw you a softball. Thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> your first, first public service. Thank you, thank you. Come move to Woodway. Yes. yes. Um, family. Family. I'm uh, married to my college sweetheart, Lisa. That's awesome. Uh, Lisa and I. This is our fifteenth year uh, of wow. of marriage. We uh, met at Baylor and. Uh, uh, have really just enjoyed uh, just being with our best friend, being together with our best friend. We are wow. best friends with each other. Uh, we mm -hmm. have three beautiful kids, Abby, Ava, and Aaron, wow. and uh, they are the joys of our life. We we do everything together as a family. We just um, really uh, love being parents to those three mm -hmm. kiddos. Wow. And um, and yeah, we uh, we live in Woodway, been in Waco since 2001. Yeah. So this is 20 years for us in Waco. Wow. Love the community, love yes. the love the area. Just can't say enough. We loved Waco before loving Waco was cool. Yeah, come on, me too. <laughs> I'm with you. I know I know yeah. you love Waco too, Jimmy, yeah. but uh, yeah. uh, just have a passion for this city and uh, really uh, love being a part of this community. Awesome. Well, obviously, um, there's always a story behind the story. Mm -hmm. So God's doing great stuff in your life today. You're excited about that, what the purpose that he has for you today. 
But man, take us back. So a unique name, Amin Korzal. That's right. right? So that name, uh, like all of our names, has a heritage to it. Yes. So take us back to your roots, uh, kind of the Jesus journey for you and your family. And I'll just ask you some questions along the way. But I want to encourage everybody listening right now. This should encourage you to share the gospel at the very <laughs> least. But at the very most, believe that God is reaching out to the nations of the earth every day. Yes. So, Take us on journey. Tell us he, a little bit about he, it. Absolutely. He, he really is, Jimmy. And my story really starts uh, with my parents' story. And I'll start with my with my dad's story first. Uh, my name, first of all, my name, Amin. It's an Arabic name. It means faithful in, in Arabic. And uh, my heritage is from Morocco, North Africa, where both my parents were, were born and, and, and raised. And so the journey of how... Uh, a Moroccan kid got to Waco is just a, uh, a blessing and a God story uh, uh, that's beyond belief. Only God could have orchestrated this. Mm-hmm. So my dad uh, grew up uh, in, a, in a Muslim family, uh, had 10 brothers and sisters, and lived in a small village uh, called Sifru, which is just outside of Fez mm-hmm. in Morocco. And when he was in his early teen years, a single missionary lady from Michigan by the name of Verna Jans, I still remember her name because I heard that name all growing up, came to Sifru and came to start a little uh, Bible club to build relationships in this small, mainly Berber town of Sifru outside Fez. And at the time, Jimmy, America and Americans were really... Just a dream for this people. This is the 1950s. There. This right? was in the 50s, okay. uh, early 60s, uh, for a kid from Sifru, just dreaming about really a kid from anywhere in Morocco, just right. hearing about America was uh, a dream. You know, it may as well be another planet. And when my dad heard that an American was in uh, in his town, he was uh, he couldn't wait to meet her because this was like meeting royalty or meeting a, a Hollywood star. Sure. So he went to her Bible, her little Bible club that uh, she had started along with some other friends. And over the period of uh, a year and a half, two years, just kept going and listening to this lady's stories and what she was sharing and came to find out these stories were about Jesus mm. and uh, Jesus's love for these kids and for my dad mm. fast forward a few months he gives his life to jesus and realizes that he uh no longer can walk the muslim way he needs to he he's fully in walking the jesus way mm. goes back home tells his uh family that he is now a follower of jesus mm. of isa and uh tells him that he's no longer in the uh, in the Muslim way of doing things. And uh, it's at that point that his uh, parents uh, ostracize him and say, you know, you're, you're on your own now. Mm. If you uh, choose not to follow Allah and the, and the Muslim way, then we, we, uh, we're going to say goodbye mm. and mm. all the best. So my dad leaves home. He leaves home at an early, early age, uh, in his, early, uh, his late teen years at this at this stage he makes his way to malaga spain mm. where he which is uh, right across the water which is right across the water uh-huh. 
where he teams up with a missionary organization there who are ministering to North Africans, right. yeah. people like him. They train him. They send him to Bible school in Brussels, Belgium. Uh, Morocco was a French colony, so my dad is fully fluent in French and Arabic. Mm. So he was able to do all of his uh, Bible education in Brussels. Returns to Morocco to start an underground, uh, quiet uh, discipleship school and uh, uh, training up other Moroccans to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's in one of these schools where he meets my mom. Mm. And my mom is there uh, uh, because she also had given her life to Jesus through her mom, my grandmother. Mm. And my grandmother, many, many years ago on my mother's side, had also had an encounter with a missionary from the United States wow. who shared the gospel with her. And um, my grandma shared the gospel with all of her kids and tried to share the gospel with my grandfather, and he would have no part of it. To him, it was a big shame, mm. a big disgrace mm. that uh, uh, his wife would betray the, mm. the Muslim faith. So he drops out of the picture and leaves my grandma with my mom and all the, and all the other kids. Wow. Very hard, very difficult for, for my grandma, but she shares her faith with all of her siblings, including all of her children, mm -hmm. including my mom, and they all get saved. They all, wow. they all, the whole family comes in. The whole in. family comes in. So some missionary goes, shares the gospel. Your mom, yes. your grandma comes to the Lord. She leads the kids to the Lord, I guess. Right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And my mom goes to this Bible school, this underground uh, discipleship. Mm -hmm. school where she meets my dad mm -hmm. and they fall in love uh, leave and, and uh, leave to go to Spain to team up with this missionary organization mm -hmm. get married and uh, that's where I come into the picture <laughs> so, so your whole world then I mean as a kid so first generation Muslim background believer yes right? so your parents came to the Lord and again just for context maybe everyone doesn't realize hearing this Morocco, very uh, Muslim country. It's not legal to no. proselytize, to have open churches. Now, uh, uh, non-Moroccans can, Correct. but not Moroccans. No. And so very, uh, there's, uh, there's martyrs. There's people that lose their lives for the gospel, imprisonments, very difficult situations. So your parents, they get saved, they come out of that, and then their life's commitment is to reach back to their own people. That's exactly right. right. So you yeah. grew up as a kid in Spain. Yes. And uh, um, and just just really briefly, what was it like growing up in Spain? Oh, Jimmy, the Malaga, Spain is yeah, beautiful. beautiful. It's, yeah, it is. Yes. In fact, when I when I when I came to Waco and I would show people pictures of my hometown, <laughs> they said, "What, are you, say, doing what are you doing here?" <laughs> exactly. They would they'd be like, "You left you left that," you know. Uh, uh, it's it's a it's a beautiful Mediterranean. I mean, think Mediterranean. Uh, Riviera, just a beautiful community. Used to be a fishing village back in the early days, but it's really uh, just uh, expanded, and it's a gorgeous uh, Mediterranean city uh, that's bordered by some beautiful mountains. You can be uh, skiing in the morning and sunbathing on the beach in the afternoon. I mean, Man, it's a pretty, you it's you're a, a marketing nice guy for Amalia. <laughs> they owe you a little bit. <laughs> it's also Picasso's hometown, Pablo Picasso's. Wow. Hometown. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's got some 
famous history there. And uh, so, for you, growing up, though, you grew up in a, for lack of a better term, like a missionary community. I did uh, among people that were very faithful, diligent, committed to the gospel. So, I want to know how that affected you, but also multicultural. So, how many languages did you grow up speaking, and how did you learn English? Because as we're talking, you sound <laughs> like you don't have any accent or anything <laughs> other uh, than you grew up here all your life. So yeah. just take us into the missionary culture uh, or the mission culture and take us a little bit into the, the uh, language culture. Sure. Think. Well, growing up as an MK, as a missionary kid, uh, was a great way to grow up because we were constantly exposed to different cultures, different people groups right. and it was just a great way to have a great worldview you right. know? yeah so we um, growing up in Spain of course with all of our friends we spoke Spanish um, but at the missionary base where we were uh, where we did most of our work uh, there was a school that was uh, a one-room school uh, different grades right. all in one room you know and uh, my siblings all passed through their elementary years in that one-room school that was taught by an American lady uh, who did the homeschool Abeka Christian Christian curriculum, you know? Wow. And uh, uh, we learned our early English language skills. From an American. From an American. So that's where you you get that from from me. That's where you hear that from me is from that early education. Back home, we'd speak uh, Arabic, uh, Moroccan dialect of Arabic. And uh, because Morocco was a French colony, yeah. we also got some French as yes. well. So four languages is what we uh, uh, were instilled at the same time <laughs> growing up. Wow. And uh, it was great because, you know, sometimes, Jimmy, you can't really think of a word in one language, but it's there's a perfect substitute in another language. Yes, <laughs> yes. So if you were to come have dinner with us, you will hear us slipping in and out of these languages simply because there's a better word in French. <laughs> yes, they, they, they grasp it more. It's kind of like a, exactly. an Indonesian that's just a random little deal. But Indonesian, <clears throat> when we talk about God being involved in your life, uh-huh. they have a word that describes the way it's described as his hand is in the mix. Yeah. So so they use the Indonesian word, my friends do, because it means they see the hand of God in the mix versus God's involved. Or God's always been involved in my life. What about God's hands always been mixing in my life for His plan and His purpose? I love that. That kind of cool. It's, and of course, there's great Arabic words and Spanish exactly. words and French words. Exactly. So I just want to put a little <laughs> plug in here before I turn the corner, and that is that people that say, "Oh, you know, the Lord called us overseas to do this and the other," we really sacrifice, and there is a great sacrifice for many people sure. in many places. However, it's an incredible way to raise kids. Absolutely. Languages, cultures, worldview. So many of the problems in the world could be handled better if people had a better worldview, right? Exactly. Not only a kingdom worldview, but even understood other cultures. Exactly. We were just talking about the beauty of the Arab culture and oh. hospitality and love and food. And man, I'd gain Jimmy, 50 pounds if I wandered around the Arab world too long. You, you absolutely would. You absolutely would. <laughs> if you rang the doorbell at dinner time at our house, there's no way you're leaving without eating with us. Yes, you know, and eating a it, lot. And, and eating a lot. There is <laughs> there is absolutely no way. So, yeah, and uh, being a missionary kid, I mean, I think I heard you say it, Jimmy. Missionary kids, if you did a study on them, many of them have grown up to be CEOs, absolutely. great leaders. Yes. Uh, and it's because I, I believe the, the great 
upbringing that they've received yeah. being on the mission field. And it's emotional intelligence, right? They understand how to deal with people. Yes. Uh, and how to how to work with different cultures. So that's just a plug for anybody listening who needs to get a call from God, <laughs> the nations of the earth. I love that. Well, hey, so let me turn a corner. All right, so here you are, and I'll just fast forward a little bit. You yep. know, so you came to Baylor, you went to school, had an incredible experience. As we just said, Baylor and Waco loved you well, and so you have loved her back. 100%. Right? That's who you are. 100%. So take all that into just kind of how you feel God's purpose for your life right now, how you and Lisa, how your how it shapes your kingdom worldview. What would you want people to get out of this if they were just listening and saying, what's God's purpose for my life? How do I take my past and bring it to my present for something righteous? Yeah. For sure, for sure, Jimmy. You know, um, many times we get prompted to pray for for the Muslim world. We get we maybe in our devotional there's a little tag that says pray for yeah. North Africa. You right. know, you you and I are going through that devotional yeah. where at the bottom it has a people group and you pray for that people group. Um, uh, what people need to realize is that when you do that, when you take a step and you do pray for the Muslim world you are interceding on behalf of Averna Jans from Minnesota wow. who is somewhere going to a people group in Sefru or whatever village that has never heard the gospel. Wow. And I'm sitting here today as a result of that lady who took that step. Wow. So when you pray, when you intercede, mm. Jesus, please bless the Muslim people, send workers to the harvest. Mm. You are literally changing um, a family tree and a yeah. family tree that that Verna Jans did many years ago with my dad mm. and um, it it it's happening it's mm. really happening mm. and so my encouragement is don't stop if there's a people group that's God has put on your heart mm. you never know uh, hopefully one day you'll mm. you'll know but that is a powerful powerful mm. powerful mm. thing and so, I'm here. Yeah. I'm, I'm living proof uh, yeah. Of, yeah. of that very of that very thing. So we were talking the other day, and this is this is one more nugget I want to get from you before we wrap it up. You were talking about being the firstborn son and being you know uh, first one to come to America, first one to graduate from college, yep. and, and your master's degree, and all that stuff that yes, you've sir. done. So what is that? What what do you feel before God when you kind of wake up in the morning? You serve as a councilman. You serve at Baylor. What what do you feel that God has called you to, and and what what kind of motivates you? The motivation the motivation is to be a pace setter, mm. to be not uh, first in a in a ranking but being first in line being the first mm. to enter into unknown territory mm. being the first to enter into something that is unknown i feel very confidently in my life god has made a way for me to be the first in many aspects mm. my parents would have never dreamed that one day their son would have attended a, a prestigious university be a councilman Mm -hmm. have a family that's following uh, the following the Lord and, and, and being fruitful. It's it's a dream come true for them. Mm. And I really believe that when the Lord looks at us and sees us being as his children, being the pace setters, being the first, not being the last, but being mm -hmm. the first that blesses the very heart of God. So I see myself as being mm. 
the pace setter, Jimmy, right. and not in a brand. Yeah. I'm not, I'm no. not saying that in a, in a boastful way. As a responsibility way, before God. But as a responsibility, yeah. I am to be mm-hmm. the first in line mm-hmm. to whatever whatever the challenge is, whatever mm-hmm. the next step is, mm-hmm. not wait for somebody else to do it. And mm-hmm. um, I've seen that evident in so many areas of the life, of my life, because I believe God has equipped me for that very for that very purpose. Well, that's a, that's a good <laughs> that's a good place to wrap it up, uh, and and just to say again, the joy of this forty days of journey that we're going on, and obviously the joy of following Jesus is that He loves us, He cares for us, but He also has a purpose for us. Absolutely. And and maybe I would the way I might say it to wrap our day is so we say yes to Jesus, right? Yes. That that sets the pace. We're not waiting around for somebody else to say yes. We don't, uh, God has called us to say yes. And when we do that, he begins to make a way for everything that he has for us and, exactly. us and through us. Exactly. Well, I love you, brother. I love I'm you just, too. And the more we get time together, the more I'm, and this guy's incredible <laughs> and in the beautiful heritage of Jesus. So, hey, keep joining us. 40 Days of Purpose, Passion and Purpose. And we are all about Jesus and all that he's doing in and through our lives. Love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.